Hey, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Luke's Lounge. It's not a classical episode style. I'm here with three times world champion Damien King talking about well the update on um, you know the Port Macquarie break wall upgrade and where it's sitting at this current stage and what the outcome is um, going to look like. Kingy, how are you, mate? Good, man. What's happening? Mate, just, um, you know, got home from a long day at work. I'm on to my third Stonewood and, oh, yeah. That just, sounds nice. I know. I needed it. I needed a bit of um, liquor down the throat, eh, mate? It was just one of those <laughs> long days. I came back from Vaucluse this afternoon and I had to drive through proper Sydney traffic. And oh, I just want to let everyone know out there, if you don't come from Sydney, and, you know, there's, there's bad traffic all around the world, but, man, I'm telling you right now, going through Sydney between four to maybe like seven or eight at night is just a no go. It's such a poorly designed city. And when I sit in my van driving home from those jobs, say like on, you know, middle of Sydney or like say around like um, the South head of um, Sydney Harbour and stuff, man, it is, it is the pits. Eh? I, I almost want, want to go. That'd be, a, that'd be a job in itself. Just driving the traffic. Oh, dude, it, it, it is. And everyone's playing games. Everyone's snarly. Everyone wants to get home, which is understandable. Everyone's trying to go up the side and then go in that little no overtaking lane. It's like they try to squeeze that last one in and everyone jams up so they can't get in. Mate, 100%. <laughs> and there's people holding the line. They'll just hold strong. They won't look at you and they do not care. <laughs> it's like being on the flight. It's like being on a plane where you've got two elbow rests and you want your elbow on there, but the bloke next to you does too. So you're kind of moving forward and back and spending seven hours trying to get as much elbow room on that little elbow wrist as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it fully is, man. And it's it's always uh, those weird social, you know, games you play. Hey, like it's like, yeah. do I push this a little bit further or what can I get away with here? And then you drive past someone that's been annoying. You just want to see what their head looks like. It's like, I knew it. Yeah, I know. You've almost <laughs> like preconceived a face in your mind. You're like, this certain person <coughs> up in front, I swear to God. Oh, it's the person from Transport New South Wales. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell by that terrible indicating. But um, Kingy Man, um, <coughs> Jesus Christ, I need to get something out of my throat there. One second, phone would sip. Too many bongs. <laughs> oh mate, never bongs. <laughs> Only joints, I promise, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> there might be the devil's lettuce involved for sure, but Kingy, can you give us a rundown or just a, a recap of um, where the story started and where we're at to now, man? Because oh, geez, that's a yeah. quick recap. I'll have to be, I'll make it a real short version, but yeah, basically, dot um, point. A decision, a decision was made um, three years ago to upgrade the break wall based on a message that was sent to widen the break wall path from council. So that message that was sent to state government did not involve ripping out all the rocks and all the trees and all the memorials and all the history, basically. Uh, so from there, they got a bunch of money for coastal projects in 2020. A month later, they gave a budget for $5 million to upgrade the break wall. Um, now, upgrade means rip out, basically. Um, <coughs> so they gave that a green light. And then um, basically they had an engineer look at it in April the following year, came out with a five out of six rating, which is great. The North Wall actually rated far worse and is the navigational wall. Wrong answer. So they sent someone in again three months later and um, basically built a report based on underwater surveys that they never let anyone have um, to reconstruct a break wall. Um, so since then, we kind of dug in. Um, they bought all the rocks. They did everything. They told the community later. 
Um, we st- we blew up about it basically, and um, kind of started digging in. And the more we dug, the smellier it got, and little lies here here and there. And the whole basically thing was built on a foundation of a budget awarded a long time ago, and then fabricating reports to um, try and justify it. So we went on a bit of a mission. Um, the community got together. We had rallies. We raised funds for our own independent engineer, Angus Gordon, who's won the Order of Australia medal. Um, he's represented Australia for the United Nations. He's got 52 years experience and he's by far the most experienced breakable engineer in Australia to do a private assessment on behalf of the community. He did that in February this year um, and basically said, do not touch that break wall. It has stood the time for 139 years. It hasn't moved in the last 30 years since the last appraisal was done on the break wall by Manly Hydraulics. And um, yes, repair, which means four rocks here, five rocks there, move up a bit, couple of rocks there, couple of rocks, and that's the traditional form of maintenance for these break walls, but do not destroy this structure as it's become earth. And um, that's all fell on deaf ears, basically. Um, The local government um leslie williams who's um a liberal um has basically said we're going ahead no matter what no matter what evidence no matter what the community says no matter what angus says um and then basically we had our march elections um the government's changed liberal got kicked out state government for labor was voted in and um basically we wrote a big email we thought that was maybe a window of opportunity so we sort of wrote a big email to the now new transport minister for new south wales joe Halen and um, and in the email it has why it shouldn't happen, why what the you know the evidence behind the engineering reports and why the the South Breakwall was targeted. It's got all links. It's got documents. It's got the fifty seven page report that Angus Gordon did for us. It's got budgets. It's got everything. Um, and uh, basically, we've sent that. I've sent that. The mayor of Port Macquarie sent that. A senator for Labor, Peter Primrose, has sent that. The Labor candidate for locally here, Keith McMullins, has sent it. Um, and basically, we've had no response yet from Transport New South Wales, and the work was scheduled to kick off this week. So that's kind of where we're at. So we kind of don't really, you know, we've we've cl- climbed Mount Everest. We've come up with some hard evidence, and basically, um, Transport New South Wales is like a bureaucracy beast that basically does whatever they want. We've also proved it's completely illegal under the Coastal Management Act to upgrade a break wall. It's okay to repair under the current part five that they have, but not re- not upgrade. And, and Angus knows that because Angus wrote the Coastal Management Act. So, you know, you can basically illegally develop break walls and do it when they don't need to be done um, or do whatever you want to do, um, basically, if you're transport New South Wales and that's kind of what we're up against so other than getting in the rocks and chaining ourselves to trees um, they're still apparently going ahead I think they're in a stage now though where they're probably looking at budgets and they're going hang on a sec what has this government committed to and the five million dollars that they awarded back in 2020 won't cut the mustard Um, so that is maybe the only thing that potentially might stop it because they're going to go hey this is a 20 30 million dollar job and Where's the money going to come from? So, but they're just keeping us in the dark, basically. And I just sent a message out to everyone um, last week. Who had all, we got 140 memorial rocks there with plaques and everything on them. So, I just made a call and just said, look, everyone who's got plaques, memorial rocks, do what you need to do, get them, say goodbyes, because these guys could roll in tomorrow and it'll be ripped tear bust as soon as they get on site. That's kind of that's where we're at.
Man, it's so disheartening to hear that, King, and it's so ridiculous to not get a response. What's what's it been like when you've actually contacted um, the new Labor uh, Transport Minister and, and what kind of response have you received? So you get an answering machine most of the time. Um, every now and again you do get a response. Like I've, I've spoke to people, someone twice um, and, um, and it's just basically like, yeah, yeah, we'll pass it on. Um, if you've sent the email, we would have got it and it would have got – I'm taking the ministers, uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I did have, um, I did have, um, um, what is it, Ali Langdon, Langdon's, um, who does a current affair. Her sister reached out to me yesterday, oh, yeah, 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 and um, and said, send my sister. She goes, I've been following this on the break wall. Send her an email because um, Ali Langdon was a. Port Macquarie girl and her, um, I think it was her uncle died and he's part of the Bird Rock Memorial. So that he, she does have somewhat ties to Port Macquarie. But if someone like a current affair got in there and looked at what we've discovered, like literally Transport New South Wales have been upgrading hundreds of millions of dollars of break, break walls illegally. So it's like a developer going and doing residential precincts without a DA. This is what these guys have been doing. And we know this because... Angus Gordon, our engineer that we hired, wrote the Coastal Management Act with the minister in 2016. So he knows the act back to front. And this is illegal what they do. So it's like if, if someone actually dug in, it's a full 60-minute story if people got on it. Like it's it's hectic. Like what, they're, what they've been, they're just like cowboys, you know, gunslingers just doing what they want and just basically trampling over the people as they do it. But they've kind of come up against a break wall that is obviously a lot, holds a lot of passion to the community. And they've underestimated the cultural significance of it. And, and also know, the but, surfing heritage, Kingy. Like, let's just yeah. not overlook that for one second. Like, that wave is iconic through bodyboarding and surfing and has brought so many people together on that beach and has produced mm. so many world-class athletes. Like, it, it's it's a spiritual, spiritual place. Like, they need to respect that and just understand it. If they came down there and actually spoke to the community at large, do you feel like you'd get – a, a more overwhelming response to keep it as it is? Um, look, I did meet with the three engineers initially because um, they kind of um, – we kind of piped up a little bit and then I had the three engineers from Transport New South Wales, the head guys, meet with me on the end of the break wall. Um, and then um, they were meant to give me information basically on, on, on the break wall and they kind of like it changed and twisted and turned. And um, and it just turned into a bit of a beast, you know. Um, so I think they were just kind of appeasing me a little bit, giving me a pat on the back and saying, oh, it's all going to be all right. Um, but it kind of became about the ways for me initially, but then it kind of turned into the – like the Memorial Rocks alone. Like it's like a cemetery, that break wall. Like people – I had a lady messaging me two days ago, just freaking bawling her eyes out, just saying I've got to get Dad's plaque. Like I can't believe these bastards are doing this. Like, you know, it's been there for 30 years and da 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 and there's like a hundred, there's like four hundred of them. So if you're just going to go in and bull those, like these are where people like they don't have cemeteries. It's that's the spot that their dad fishes, or you know, that's some type of significance. So my mum's ashes are in there. It's like it's not just a normal, you know, break wall kind of thing. It's it's actually like a, it's like the heart and soul of Port Macquarie. So that kind of like gripped me as well you know it's kind of like that this isn't just a or, or, you know as much as the waves are very precious it's not just about the waves too it's about these people who go down there and put flowers on there every three months and go and say their prayers and go and do this and go and do that and repaint the rock and 
You know, there's like some crazy artwork of not even just the memorials, but also, you know, this is our rock that we come and visit every year and all this kind of stuff. Every time I'm up there doing a video or whatever, I've got people from that caravan park going, what's going on? And I tell them, they're just like, don't you let them touch this break. Well, that's the reason we're here. And, you know, so it's like, it's, I'd have to, you know, I think it's the most iconic break wall in the world without a doubt. So they're just going to come in and just rip the guts out of it. So basically we just went to town and fought it all the way. But um, we're fighting, we're fighting a lawless bureaucracy, basically. So it's freaking, they just do what they want. Has this opened your eyes a little bit, Kingy, to what goes on behind closed doors in in Parliament and possibly politics all around the world? Is this something that has shocked you in the way they've acted and treated the community, the community that actually pays their wages and the community that should have a major say in any sort of significant upgrade or demolition in, in their own town? Yeah, it's pretty disrespectful, to be honest. Like, I... Even the other day, like, I was paying taxes and shit. And the amount of taxes I pay is fucking stupid. And, like, so does my wife. And, like, you know, all we want is a response from the person from Transport New South Wales, a conversation. I just wanted 20 minutes with them to explain what we've, you know, been through and what we've discovered about this break wall and why it should not happen. And you can't even get a return phone call. And you think for a second, hang on a second, like, we're your boss, basically. Like, you don't have a job without people paying taxes and giving you a job. Like, you don't earn your own money. You, you guys don't have your own company. You're not entrepreneurs. You're getting paid by the Australian people. That's who pays your wage, which is probably overly inflated anyway. And you can't even return a phone call to the people. Who, it's just, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, I think they're in such a position that they've got so much power that they kind of end up grabbing the meal ticket and then just, like, walking straight over the top of you, you know. So it's... um. It goes to show they don't really care, to be honest. Um, you know, and they don't know how to pivot and listen to the community. And you know, I don't know. It's it's pretty like for if, if we can't stop it, no one can. <laughs> like you know, we weren't just like you know hippies running around with you know a couple of signboards going save the break wall. Like we've gone to like we raised eight thousand dollars in six days to get the best engineer in the world to come and have a look and assess that break wall. Like, you know, we've had we found breaches in the coastal management plan. Like we've I've escalated this to the Premier like three or four times through the council meetings, public forums. So it's like, you know, we gave it a good go. We didn't just go you know, we didn't just get out the shotguns. We we did it properly and we did it professionally and we did it through the pol- political paths and they still like, and we did it through engineers, like world-class recognised engineers that have worked for the UN and they still freaking can't get a return phone call. It's like ridiculous. Dude, you fought nail and tooth, you know, the whole community mm. did. And, and I guess we can't really say it's even over yet. Like I, I know it looks a little bit bleaker than it, did before but you know hopefully as you were mentioning before about that budget falling through and maybe karma does come around for the government there and you know all this spruik and all this hype and and all this you know backhanded little agreements under the table that they seem to be taking kind of comes back and and bites them in the bum it's it's a fucking joke mate like i just can't say that enough like it's it's Mm. it's, it's one thing to you know put something in place for the for the um, well-being of the community, but it's another just to put it in place for financial gain and to disregard anything that the well, community Well, it's, it's, it's basically been a lie. So it's a lie that this break wall has to be repaired and it's under 
urgent needs urgent maintenance as part of a national as part of a navigational um, infrastructure for New South Wales Maritime. So that's absolute load of crap. Because in 1994, Manly Hydraulics did an appraisal on this break wall, and the one that Angus did, they both correlated, which means that the break wall, the, the spots that was identified back then is, is exactly the same spots still now, so it hasn't moved in 30 years. And when they both when they assessed both of those break walls, Manly Hydraulics, um, the north wall was in far worse condition. And the north wall is actually the navigational break wall. The north wall's the one that the boats go past. They don't go past Town Beach and go out through Flagstaff. That's where the waves are. So the fact that they are claiming that it's unsafe and it could collapse and they've totally overlooked the north wall, which is actually the wall that rated a two out of six. Break wall rated five out of six. So the other one was a two out of six and it's a navigational wall. Basically built the whole thing around a light. It's like, hang on a second. If you guys actually were interested in navigational safety and urgent maintenance, you would have gone straight to the North Wall and restored that because that's actually the world's cops direct ocean. Um, the the most the trunk where the break wall is getting all done is actually called a training wall, which means it doesn't actually get direct ocean. So it's even less important for it to be, you know, it's not it's not as critical because it actually doesn't get affected by waves. So I don't know. They're, they're basically. The lies, how they lied about it's kind of what's pissed me off the most because it's like you're lying through your teeth. You know you got the reports where the report said the North Wall is worse and yet you came back and did a multi-linear survey, which is an underwater survey on the South Wall. If you're actually about safety and urgent maintenance and navigational, you would have gone straight to that North Wall. So don't, you know, at least don't make up bullshit. Like just tell, call the spade a spade and say we're going to do the break wall, the southern break wall, no matter what. Why but, do you reckon yeah. they've um, hung so strong on, you know, redoing the southern break wall where as you just stated the north wall is obviously so much so much worse and and is in need of repair like why have they just not just flipped the project to the other side because they 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 started this process back in 2020 and the public only found out about it we only found out about it in may last year so by that stage they'd already bought all the rocks for the south break wall they'd already had an engineering two engineering firms working on the full reconstruction plan and building like you know the the reports like I don't know, it'd be hundred and something pages. So, like, they've committed to the project. They just didn't expect someone to go, I'm going to question this and look into everything, you know. So nine time, 99 times out of 100, this would have just gone straight through and people would have gone, oh, no, it needs to be done. And they wouldn't have read the report that came through in from Manly Hydraulics in April 2021 and actually said, the break wall rated five out of six. They wouldn't have read the. They wouldn't have rang the engineer who did the report and been had him on the phone going, Damien, I did the survey for that report and there was nothing wrong with that break wall. It was actually in great condition. We, the only reason this is all coming back at him is because we loved the break wall, so we dug in and we were like, hang on a sec. And I, I always knew it was bullshit because I've dove that break wall. So when they were saying it had, um, you know, it was being undermined and all that, I was like, no, it's not. It's the same as I've seen it ever since I've been diving it since I've been a kid because I get flatheads out of that break wall in that same spot that you're going on about. So um, that's what kind of made me go, oh, I smell a rat here. So I just yeah, kind of dug yeah. in and then as I kept digging in, it, like we're, we're on the money, we're on the right side of the truth here. Like I'd have no doubt about it. If I didn't, I'd put my hand up and wave a white, white flag and say, you know, we got it wrong. Um, it needs to be done, but. When you look through the evidence and look through the reports, and especially then when you get it all backed up by Angus, Angus is furious. He wrote the Coastal Act. He's like the most experienced engineer in Australia on break walls, and he's like, these guys have just absolutely stormed this community with this. And he goes, it's actually going to have adverse effects when they tear this break wall up because for 139 years, 
it's settled and it's moved and it's cracked and it's done its things that flexible break walls do. And he goes, and as time passes, they move less and less and less. And even the last 30 years, based on the 1994 appraisal that Manly Hydraulics did, hasn't even basically moved at all. He goes, so they're about to unearth all this structure that's basically embedded to the earth. And he goes, it's going to, he goes, they're going to open up a can of worms doing this. Yeah, and they've probably actually got a lot more work ahead of them than they realise. They're not just going to oh. come and rip and tear it up. It's, as you said, cemented into the earth. Like, if it's been there for such a period of time. Yeah, like, like Angus's report, he goes through the history of it, and it's freaking ridiculous. Like, he goes, he talks about the engineers, who when it all started. He talks about every single fucking flood that came to Port Macquarie and how it affected the break. Well, I don't even have got the evidence. Like, this guy talks at the coastal conferences. All these engineers who did this thing on this break wall, they all listen to him. They're like sitting in the sitting in the auditoriums listening to Angus speak. Like he's like the Mr. Miyagi. And even in his report, <laughs> it says in 1968, he goes, we had the biggest flood. Port Macquarie Brokaw had the biggest flood ever have, and that was the last one that really cracked. And it um, basically dropped nearly 10 metres. And he goes, it um, that was the last one. It dropped one 10 metres? Sunk well, into it, the ground 10 metres? Well, well, he's got a thing that says minus 10. So, and he's talking, yeah. everything's in metres and this and that. So 10 metres is a lot, but... I don't know. It's a different type of it, but, but basically, it's like getting it says, back on side, boys. That's ten meters. Like, Jesus. yeah. Well, that's when he said it sunk. It just dropped. The whole thing just dropped. And he goes, since then, it's never really moved again. He said that was the big 1968 flood. So it says minus ten, which is, um, I don't know if they've got a different way of doing it, but basically, you know, they're pretty hard to read those engineering things that they they go on with. But like, basically, it said it it went it dropped minus ten. Um which and he's talking metres and stuff all through there, but 10 metres, I don't know, sounds like a shitload. But when you think about it, like I know the floods that we had, they were massive, you know, to drop out like that. And it didn't have footpaths and stuff back then, the break walls. They were kind of all like, you know, rock rock structures. Like, yeah, you know, so when it moves, it, it probably could move like that. That's only like three or four boulders or only two boulders, really. They're all yeah, about five metres, you know. Yeah, they're about, yeah. you know, four, three or four metres each one of them. So, yeah, so take three of them, you'd be, yeah, for sure, it'd definitely happen. I'm just thinking, you know, back to your point of the, the last 30 years and they're not moving at all, that yeah. that has found its spot, do you know what I mean? Because as you said, yeah, well, those would be ridiculous, man. The amount of rain we got on the East Coast during that yeah. period there in early 2020, you know, with that. It was, 21, it, was the March, it was the March 21 floods and it wiped out the Sorry. whole of Portland Quarry. And it, and it yeah, made yeah, it March 21, years. yeah. That, and that then Manly, Manly Hydraulics did an Iclean drain survey a month later post floods to look for flood damage and that's when they came back with the break wall, the southern break wall of five out of six rating. So basically it stood the test of time. It took on the, a one in one hundred year flood, um, literally f- sent the whole of the North Shore out through the river. And um then it still rated five out of six out of that. And how do these guys thank it? By just ripping it apart. They should be like should be rolling the red carpet out for it after it just withstood a flood like that and didn't move. And um yeah, yeah, and then they go, oh, wrong answer. So then they, they, you know, get their buddies down the road at Royal Haskonian, three kilometres from them to to uh, do another one underwater where they won't provide anyone any of the info. And go, do you reckon yeah, you're going to strap done. yourself to this break wall, Kingy? Do you, do you reckon when they're going to start digging it out, you're going to just lay there in chains and just say, <laughs> fucking bring it, brothers? I was, um, I was kind of always maybe going to do that, but... Um, I don't, my whole objective of this thing has been to stop it, not to be kind of like, you know, a big hero kind of thing, um, believe it or not. <laughs> but I, um, 
the only reason I would, the only reason to do that, because you're not going to stop it by doing that. You're just going to delay it and piss them off and make a bit of noise. The only reason it would stop by doing that is by attracting national media that uncovered the story, basically. Do you reckon if, um, as you were saying before about uh, a current affair, if you did do that stunt, that could maybe spruik up their ears a bit more, and that could go yeah, ahead. You need it. You need it. You need like, like by that stage, by the time they're rolling up here doing that, it's almost too late. You know, like it need it needs to stop now. It needs to stop. Like, like if current affair come on now before they turn up. And it's enough to wake up the government to go, fuck, I just saw this current affair show. And they stop it like before they turn up. By the time they turn up, like it depends on how long you can last in the rocks for, but like they've basically got to get, you've got to get profile. It's got to go national. It's got to get then sent to political. Then they've got to turn around and stop it. Like, and you've got to be in the rocks the whole time, basically. Mate, to, you to were get born a rock spider. You've lived. I was getting scuba diving gear the whole lot and just going to camp in there for months if I had to. But <laughs> That's psycho. I thought what, about it. Like, I, thought, like, I didn't come this far to stop, but I kind of go, what's the point of me doing it? Like, will it stop the break wall? Like, everything I've done to this point has been an effort to stop what's going on, you know? And there has been no action that, I don't think would have, you know, I've just done to waste my time. So, um, like, if I was going to do the rock thing, I wouldn't just, like, bounce around the rocks. I'd be, like, literally strapped in four or three wetsuits with scuba diving gear and rock climbing boots and the whole lot, and fucking I'd have a full plan where people drop shit off to me on jet skis and everything. So it'd be like a, but what's it going to achieve? It'd achieve maybe national media where people are going, this guy's in the fucking rocks and he's not getting out. No one can get him out. Um, and then they might dig into the story and then possibly then it generates, you know, maybe a politician going, oh, shit, maybe we've, this, we've overlooked this one. But I don't I'm think just going to put it out there, Jimmy. I would highly recommend you go through with this sort of... This <laughs> of course you do. Every, everyone would love to see it, but... Fuck, it would be amazing, bro. And would also, like, look, I know there'd be some comedic value to it and you, you, you're you a, a funny bastard, bro. You'd put a, a, a really good spin on it. But, like, it would really emphasise the fact that a lot of people do care about this break wall and it means a lot to people and it's an unnecessary deed that is just going ahead for corporate greed. So, you know, on the on, on the flip side, we'd all like to watch it, but fuck, man, it does mean a lot and it, and it does show that mm. this means a lot to you. Yeah, well, I think I've shown that already, but I just like, yeah, you have, you have. I know, half true. of me, half of me wants to do it, like I don't know, but then the other half's like, kind of like, will it achieve, will it stop the break wall from going ahead if I did it? And, and also, who's going to sell the houses in Port Macquarie? Like, if you go under them for two months, <laughs> like, who's going to sell them? Oh, there's plenty of agents there. <laughs> oh, mate, not the top dog in level seven. Put it that way. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. But yeah, it's been a it's been a battle with it. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm not saying I am. Just like um, I had the papers ring me up yesterday and asked me if that's what we're going to do. But um, wow. the local paper. I think, I think I think a lot of people are expecting that to happen. From Cabramatta is going to get me out of them rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody oath, man. Bloody oath. And they all look so unhealthy, eh? They're so good. Oh, They're so yeah. evil looking. It almost like just 
spoils your blood. Oh, I thought I would. I know that's been stereotypical like, from my end. Yeah. Like you just throwing a fucking blanket over a cast of thousands and saying that's that's the um the order of it all. But man, just, they're just slimy. Do you know what I mean? It's just no, it's they just won't a, care. They'll turn up in their high vis and just be like, oh, next job." Oh, yeah, so with like, a bit of press, a couple of photos, a bit of a video. Yeah, we inspected it, went through the, the engineering report, mm, and, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all good. Thumbs up. Cheers, cunts. Yeah, yeah fucking pretty hell. much. Yeah, so, yeah, it's been a battle, but um, I don't know. see what happens. I might be on current affair by the end of the next week. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah. Dude, you, you, you're that good of a spokesman. I, I reckon you should do it, eh? I, I would just be, yeah. I'd, I'd be still, watching like, Whether they pick up the ball and roll it, it's like, you just feel like going and going, what else do you need to do? You know, hello, is anyone there? They're just kind of yeah. like, it's like, people just like, I don't know, it's weird. Well, mate, at least we'll have this on record of our conversations, especially over the last two, um, just highlighting like, you know, everything that's gone down, a bit of a timeline and, and just how hard you fought, Kingy, you know, like I've got to. Mm. And everyone else too. There's been, there's been like, yeah. the, the bodyboards here have been great too. The bodyboard club, Charlie Holt and, and um and everyone there like they've been Charlie's been great and Grossy and and all the guys we we, we turned up the fucking polling booths we were we had twenty thousand flies made up at the polling booths in March and we turned up with teams of like <laughs> there's about fifteen of us at the polling booths the, so you should be in politics. They didn't know what the hell hit them, and we've got to vote for the break wall card that says vote for this person, that person, and that person if you want to say the break wall. And the other people were just like, what the fuck's going on here? We we're at every polling booth all day. With with A frames and everything, we had like fifty A frames made up with save the break. Well, we had two um twenty thousand flyers giving out to people. Like they were just like, fuck these guys, just don't let it go. It's so good, man. That's... <laughs> trying to roll, trying to roll Leslie Williams, the local MP, because she was the one who made the decision. So I was just like, fuck Leslie, <laughs> basically. And we're just yeah, like, but... we took we took her all the way to the polling booth. Like she would have, she would have just been going, Jesus Christ, pick the wrong wall. Well, it's the never um. Never say die attitude, man. And you referenced that in the first potty, you know, when you we were talking yeah. about chopes and win your world titles and going out and win the 2001 Chicago Challenge, like you just were willing to die. And for right now with the break wall, you're pretty much, I'm not going to say you're willing to die, but you you are definitely putting everything behind it and all of your, your efforts and energy just to, and with the community to, to make something happen. And mm-hmm. I hope it doesn't fall in deaf ears, man. I'm crossing my fingers, um, my toes. You never and, know. And, you get a phone call next week. You just never know. But, yeah. but at the moment, it's been um, crickets. Yeah, I know. Well, you've done everything you can, man. Like, I, I really mm-hmm. want to state that. Like, what else can you do except then yeah, well, chain yourself naked to a break wall and live down there for two months with a couple of slabs of beer and a bong? Who knows? You know, that could be. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be Tom Hanks. Where's Wilson? Oh, mate, you look so good with a healthy beard, eh? Scraggly, just like a big spear in one hand, salmon in the other. Fuck, it'd be amazing. <laughs> Wait, much. I just want to thank you so much for giving up your time. Oh, good, man. No worries. On. Yeah, dude, like it was such a good such a good chat and just such a good um, understanding and insight of what's actually happened in Port over the last two years. Mm. So, yeah, yeah hats off, brother. Crazy. All good. Did Have it, a good one. All right, bro. Speak soon. You. See ya. You. Hey, man. Yeah, Kingy.